0: of yep, some Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars If you ain't gon' do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Tryin' to learn some game, Xavier gon' talk about it Know Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching. Ain't no more excuses, valid Get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant I study millionaires cause I was born a visionary You still believe in limitations, why you acting scary You can't distract me from the paper I've been Taste of greatness, I'm stacking now and balling later. In the conversation, we strategizing, monetizing, piling up investments. A sacrifice and temporary sh- for bigger blessings Yeah, a tapped-in boss mind state I multiply my grind rate and I match the way I vibrate you Gotta get your brain right if you trying to make a million dollars If you ain't gon' do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Tryna learn some game, Xavier gon' talk about it Know Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouchin' Ain't no more excuses, valid Get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need
1: What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the man of Mindsets Podcast. I'm your host, Xavier. I got my co-host Z with me. Hey everybody. And uh today's another special episode, man. We got a uh guy we had we had him on 2019 in September of 2019. You know, he's a, he's a young guy. He's 21 now. We had him on. He, he was 20 and he was killing it. <laughs> so he's he's even doing it bigger and better around this time. And for you do you do, that may know him, may not know him. His name is Dawson Gat. He's the owner of GNA Investments. He's a seven figure producer, de- developer, and a wholesaler. And we're super excited to have him on the show. But before we start, Deanna, she's gonna go into our first sponsor. Yes,
2: sir. So as usual, this episode is sponsored. by for our friends Justin and Josh over at Market Views Consultant. Market Views is going to be literally your go-to for anything stock related. Trust me, if you're a new investor and literally have no knowledge on stock investing, they can help you get started. Or even if you're an experienced investor who wants to reconstruct your portfolio or just freshen up your investment strategies or just overall get some new ideas, then you should book a consultation with them. They're going to take care of you. They've even helped me and Xavier with our investment strategies. And we've always had a great, great experience working with them. so they got a couple of different packages for you guys to check out just make sure you go to www.marketviewsconsulting.com and let them know the millionaire mindset's podcast sent you
1: definitely definitely do that yeah, i appreciate, appreciate that and just getting right into it dawson so like like i was just saying before we started man we ain't spoken in a minute what's up with you man how everything going and
3: living life man um i've been in a constant constant gratitude phase in the past six seven months um since i was on the podcast i think it's been like we said about a year um it's been good uh learned a lot coming into the business i was i think last year was my third year in the business it's it's been a full fourth year um and we've diversified we've changed a lot of things i I was gonna say you know if you didn't hear our first podcast you're gonna want to go watch that first or listen to that first because i'm gonna build off that you know what we talked about and how much i've changed but uh it's been good man we've uh been growing and uh I i don't see us slowing down anytime soon so uh, ready, ready for what the next uh, two, three quarters stands for. We actually, it's funny, this all kind of lined up perfectly. I sat down with my top guys uh, last night. We went out for a dinner and we talked about the next two quarters, what it's about to look like. So that's fresh on my mind. You know what I'm expecting, what we've seen the past sixty days, and uh, overall, man, blessed, grateful, and uh, ready to keep killing it.
1: Yeah, man, I know. I know. And uh, I had, a, uh, I wanted to read the tweet that I seen you tweet, and uh, this tweet I think is uh, packed with a lot of questions that we could go off from there. And you said uh, on Twitter, you said you took a couple months on Twitter. You said 45 days to be exact. And you said in that 45-day time frame, you raised $10 million in capital, you wholesale 30 deals, comp- completed four flips, bought 600 k in assets, and experienced growth like no other. And you said you even had um, – 100K days, several days in a row. And you say, moral of the story, you don't have to be on to be on. And I'm like, man, that's a bar. But I, the first question, it's so much in there that we, that we could go on. But the first question, so what made you want to, like, come to the point where you like, all right, I need to take a break? Because you're already killing it, and you're already doing your thing in the industry. So what makes somebody say, hey, man, I need to take a break so we could take it up a, 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 another, a whole another notch?
3: Yeah, so uh, it's funny, you know, last year this time, um, and up until about quarter one, so March of this year, we're killing it, you know, we're making six figures a month, every single month, and it was really, really awesome, but I was starting to feel like, yo, I, I feel like we're doing a lot, we're spending a lot, and we're not where I want to be, um, and, you know, a lot of that is, like, marginal benefit, you know, you, you-, you make 100 grand in a month, and-, and you're like, wow, that's awesome, right, but then you do it six months, and you're like, all right, this is, like, this is waking up. I know we should make a hundred grand this month. Um, and I just started realizing that, you know, I was almost, ideally, I didn't want to be in the business, but I was just so not absent, but it was so on autopilot. I was getting complacent. Um, and then honestly, like social media has the power to make you feel, especially if you're not flexing on social media and you're, there's no cap in your social media, it has the power to make you feel very arrogant. You know, I just bought a supercar, like my first real, you know, almost $200,000 car um in July you know I was feeling myself a little bit and you know we were still having good months but I was like we can do better like you know I I, I realized I had like an epiphany I'm like man I'm finding these great deals I'm finding these development opportunities and I got cash in the bank but I'm not taking advantage of it you know I, I didn't have um the relationships I wanted to have with with people that were willing to take more risk so uh, you know I got off Twitter. I stayed on Instagram just to keep my following up, you know, make sure I was, a lot of people contact me there for help and stuff, and I want to be able to still do that, but I was like, let me get off of social media, and I didn't know how long it was going to last. I didn't go in saying, oh, it's going to be 45 days. I said, I'm going to go off social media so I can come back and do something even I didn't think was possible. Mm. Um, So, I didn't have any goals in mind. I didn't have anything. I said, I just want to, it needs to be like a showstopper, and not really for anybody else, just for me. I want to be able to come back and say, yo, like, in this amount of time, be it 45 days or four years, I was able to do something that most people aren't able to do in their lifetime. So, um, you know, I, in mid-August, mid-July, I think, I, in one of those months, um, I sat down with my guys, and, and my structure of my business has changed a lot, too. We'll get into that, but I sat down with my guys. I was like, look, like, I'm gonna be in the office 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day, and if we're not getting deals, I'm gonna be doing something to make us money. So, We got to get in where we fit in and like that means you guys need to be bringing me as many deals as possible i'm gonna find something that brings us deals um and we were still doing 10 deals a month like we're still consistently doing 10 deals a month we just did 30 and 45 days which is like almost a deal a day uh with a couple days off you know um so we cranked it up uh i went and flew out to washington i flew out to la and i flew down to miami to meet with private investors and just basically just raised all that money and said look give me this money i'm gonna deploy it in my market and I'm gonna show you that I can do, you know, 10, 15 flips and give you that return. And then we'll throw it into a large asset like multifamily. So what I guaranteed my investors, I said, look, give me 10 million or whatever your three million that you because I'm most somewhere parts of uh, the 10 million, and I'm gonna give you four million in, in, in less than 90 days, and then you're gonna let me do whatever I want with that money. I'm gonna to prove to you that I can do it because you know obviously I'm still a kid that you know, I go into a room. I barely got any facial hair. Like the people that are listening, like dog, no, it's not existent. So I had to go down there, and you know they they see people that cap, they see the people that rent the cars and and, and fake watches. So they didn't care that I did it. And you know we um we crushed the last sixty days, and we're still crushing. I think we've uh we got currently fifteen flips rolling um right now. Those are all going to be fifty 000 to one hundred thousand dollar licks um that'll be completed and on the market in the next thirty days. We did four huge flips in that 45-day uh, period and grossed like close to 750000 in profit on four flips only. And, and I was able to do a couple of development uh, plays where we, you know, got the land and titled it and sold it to a builder. Uh, all in that time frame. So I just needed that. I, I needed to compete with somebody and, and sometimes it's yourself. And if you cut off all the distractions, you know, you don't have nobody else to look at. You're just, you know, trying to fix the man in the mirror and, and you can either go really, really crazy and get some shit done or, you know, slack and, and be complacent with $100,000 a month. And um, I think especially like when people listen to this, they're going to be like, oh, like he's talking like $100,000 a month isn't shit. Well, it's not shit to someone that's making $10 million a month. You know, there's right. always another level. Really? Um, and, I, and I didn't want to get stuck at the person that's making a couple million dollars a, month, or a year and was happy. So, you know, started talking to people, started kinda of getting that mindset change and wanting to level up because I don't want to be working past twenty five. I wanna be done.
1: And <laughs> hey, that's real, cause like I talked about it recently, like how the best, like the best motivation is self-motivation. Cause if it's anything outside of you, it's not gonna be sustainable. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna eventually it's gonna run out. So you gotta for you to be to recognize like, hey man, we could do even more. To stay self-motivated, that's that's a, that's a huge that's a huge feat right there. And uh, it was it was something else I wanted to ask you. Do you want to say something more? I, I want to talk about like raising capital, cause that's a subject that a lot of people they always want to know like the particulars. Like, man, how you can just go somebody and say, mm-hmm. I, I want this much money and give it to mm-hmm. give it give it to me? Is it really for the people that's listening? That's not that's not may not be too familiar. Is it that simple or is it any like strategies you have in mind when you go raise the capital? Cause in my opinion, I feel like as long as you know what you're doing and you got a track work, record it's going to speak for yeah. us for make it so much easier.
3: Yeah. So uh, a big thing that I've been able to do um, and what I think everybody can do, especially if you're a wholesaler and you're flipping already, you're already proving a method that works. Um, I, I go into a room, or I go into, you know, one of those trips and stuff. And, and I, I go with a, a deal already. I'm like, look, I got this deal right now, here the guarantee returns, like I'm, it's ready to roll. If you're ready to write a check today, I can take it. Now, <laughs> you might not be ready today, but I'm gonna show you that I already have a deal. I came prepared. Like I'm ready to play, I'm ready to play games. Like I'm ready to play the game. If you're not ready to swing yet, great, but just know that I'm prepared and I'm ready to roll. Um, and then also another big thing with private money, is just like, sometimes you gotta be like, look, if you're not willing to do that, great, I can do it myself. I don't want to, I don't want to deplete that cash reserve and, and, and do that development or do that large flip on myself, but I will. And I have the ability. So I'm gonna bet on myself before anything else. And if you want to join the winning team, great, but not everybody's a good fit. You know, I went to three large meetings and, and uh, only two of those three guys wanted to, you know, invest with me. And, and it's understandable. You know, how, how many times are you willing to stroke a check for any amount of money to a guy you don't really know, Exactly. Um, on, on the whim that you may win, you know, on the long run and get a, a return on your money, so you know, um, that's a huge thing. And then when you do get a private investor, you get someone that's betting on you, you got to keep that money in, in you know, constant use so they don't go anywhere else and so they know that their money's safe. So, like, some there's been some times where I, I didn't really need an extra hundred grand, but I was like, you know what, Phil, go ahead and send it over to me, I'll put it to work. And I've just paid that interest for one month, you know, maybe I just lost a thousand dollars in interest but it was to keep his money so he thinks his money's working and then I found a project to put it in but he didn't think oh Dawson doesn't know what he's doing Dawson is slow right now it's never a shadow of a doubt I'm willing to take those risks on myself and on my team. um and that confidence I think transfers over when you can go into a room and be like yeah like I've already got people I'll do it myself I'm that confident in that project they're a lot more um you know confident in you and they'll, they'll you know stroke a check
2: So you're finding lenders who are like really willing to, um, you know, put up millions of dollars like for you, what are like, how are you finding these individuals to fund these deals? Like do you use social media or just like, you know, regular? Yeah,
3: networking? I'll post on my my Instagram, like take a picture of a house and break down the numbers and say, hey, if you invest with me, this is the return or hey, I'm looking for 100 grand at 10% return. Um, but a lot of things is word of mouth, you know, when you when you especially because my markets are not that large a market than my motto is if I'm going to go in a market, I'm going 140%. So like, you're going to know my name after a month. Like we just opened up in a new market and I've got investors calling me saying, Hey, I see your marketing. Hey, I saw that flip you started. So I always, it's just choosing. And and it's like a communicating thing or like learning how to properly communicate is always direct the conversation and say, yeah, like this is what I do. And I'm very good at it. I've been doing it, killing it. How can you get on that team or how, how can we win together? Um, and sometimes it's not me asking for the money, it's them offering to put it up uh, because I just told them about a project. They're like, well, I can't find a project like that. I can't find a deal like that. How do I get involved? And I'm like, well, you know, let's start off with 100 grand. That's something I can personally guarantee because I have that in an account that I don't touch. Um, I can personally guarantee that. So if the house burns up tomorrow, I'll just pay you back because I want that relationship. And it starts with 100 grand. Then they're like, ah, you know, stock markets, when we had that pull back in August or, or September when the stock just acted really weird and yep. stuff started dropping really quick. I had a lot of investors like, Hey, I just lost a hundred grand because in the stock it's volatile right now. Let me ump up my investment with you to 500,000 because I know it's safe, you know, cause I provide that confidence and, and they know it's an investment, but when you got someone that's willing to personally guarantee it and I, I you know, I'm, I'm willing to give up anything. I'll sell the watches, the cars, the everything to make sure my, my name and business is good. So they had that confidence with me. Your,
1: your, your name is everything, and this this is, of course, Thomas. But you being twenty one, like, have you ever experienced where it was felt like people that was older than you, where it might have felt like they was probably try, like hating on you or something? Because being young, when you, and, it, and you passing people up, I know, I know how, I know
3: how it go. Yeah, I, I think. Um... The biggest thing, especially like buying that R8, you know, especially in that town I live in, that's a, that's a flashy car. I, you know, I didn't get a Lamborghini. They're about the same price. I didn't buy the Lamborghini because I didn't want to be flashy. I was like, let me buy the, the Audi version. You know, it's a little less, you know, in your face. And, and I, man, I'll be a dry, uh, at red lights and people will be like, your dad must have bought that. And I, I made it a joke now. I, I might get a personalized pl- plate that says trust fund, you know, just to fuck with people because uh, I don't care. You know, I, I'm, I'm so confident in myself. I don't care. Uh, so it translates into life like that, but then you get into business situations where they're like, maybe at first, they're, they're player-hating or they're like, you know, jealous. But then when you know your shit and you can talk in a room, they're like, damn, like maybe I can learn something from him. So most mm-hmm. of the time, you know, respectable businessmen and women that I deal with are happy for me. You know, they want to lift me up because they're like, dang, he's doing it at 21. I started at 30. I can help him get to where I was faster and teach him the only time you really have any issues is when people are doing less than you. I've never had an altercation with somebody that's in a better position than me. Always people that you know, doing less than you or want to, want to get where you're at. And that's another thing you can, you know, I realized this uh, early on and I, I want to support them. I'm like, you know, instead of you trying to be in competition, cause quite frankly, you're not, I'm not even worried about you. How can I help you? How can I lift you up? So <laughs> in five, five ten 10 years when you're doing well, or, or a year, if your shit starts popping, we can still make money together. So, um, like, this time last year, I wasn't really worried about other wholesalers. I was, like, always in a com- competition mindset, you know, even with flippers. Now, in my local markets, I'm like, shit, if you get a good deal, congratulations. I didn't get it. That's awesome. Let me buy it from you. Let me flip it. You know, if you don't want to flip it, send it to me. Or let's partner. Let's flip together. Um, and that not only does that, you know, help a lot of people level up, it just proves that there's enough money out here for everybody, you know? So. Um, I don't really have any issues with that anymore, at least. Yeah, isn't it's that like you said? It's definitely is too much
1: money out here. Everybody can it's, nobody has to uh, feel like that. For the people who may do, but uh, yeah. you also mentioned about how the structure of your business changed when you were talking about the uh the private the private capital part. Is that yeah. a part that, that you meant?
3: You, yeah, so we, yeah we went from I think last time we talked I had like ten people in house um maybe maybe 10 or 15 people in house I think in December I had 20 people in the office um now it's three people in the office I have 40 uh 40 virtual assistants in in many different countries and even a couple people in America um and the business runs at like last time we ran numbers for quarter three based on quarter one of this year we ran 30 percent leaner and profited almost 100 percent more than quarter one now you can dictate that because the market was a little different whatever but the leanness you know i cut my bills in half um and was able to I, I ended up paying my people in-house a lot more like my but now i have a right-hand man in acquisition a right-hand man in disposition they run that side of the business i don't really do much but keep the business rolling you know and manage the flips um and now we have a project manager in-house that does the flips but i was like let me keep the people that are as close to me that want to be on a winning team. Like they're not worried about being the point guard. They're happy to assist in any way they can. Let me make sure they're making a bunch of money and then say, Hey, look, you're so good at what you do. Teach these 10 people in the Philippines, how to be 50% as good as you are and make money off them killing it. So like if the Philippines or, or the people anywhere virtually get a contract signed, my acquisition guy still gets his commission, but the filipinos or the indians or wherever they're at or the guy in texas that works for me they get their bonus too so they're both eating so it it incentivizes my guy in office to pour into them you know so now i'm not doing training he's creating training modules for his guys because he's like if i can get 20 of these people to kill it and get a contract a month that's 20 contracts that i didn't have to do nothing for and then i get my five contracts a month we're hitting 30 deals a month so i i changed that um and really poured into the people beside me you know and we we had conversations like, what do you want to do in the next six months? Well, one of my acquisition guys, Brandon, he was like, I want to flip. I want to flip half. I was like, okay, cool. Let's do it together. You find a good deal. I'll fund it. We'll make it work together. Um, and now he's flipping. So we've got like three or four flips going together. You know, he, he came from making 50 grand at his previous job a year to, you know, multiple six figure months. He's making six figures a month. So, you know, my best guy's making six figures. that means the company's making millions, you know? Sure. So, um, I just I changed it from being like me being in the spotlight to like let me go and be in the back back burner but let me teach everybody.
2: Mm. I love it. yeah something I wanted to dive into is because a ton of people are like very interested in using people overseas to help with their real estate mm-hmm. business so one like how did you guys go about making that transition and two has it been any challenges with doing that?
3: Oh, yeah, tons of challenges. And it, and it was definitely a tough transition. Um, it was really something I wanted to do quarter one, I, I made that. Uh, we had some, some theft inside of the business and some people stealing some contracts when they were working for me. So like, that made me like, ah, I need to, 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 to train, change the business, you know, and, and that happens, you know, everybody wants to be, they think they want to be the business owner, and then they realize that it sucks. Um, sometimes. So yeah, it was a huge transition. It was a lot of trusting on my end. But I have a buddy who was doing it for years before and we, you know, we were out at a dinner. He's like, look, the biggest issue that most people have with, and they're predominantly Filipinos, so that's why I say Filipino, but virtual assistant anywhere is they don't treat them like a human. They don't treat them like a person who is capable of learning and wanting to grow more. Um, and it like clicked with me. I was like, oh, you're right. Like, I don't ever think, I just want them to hit their calls. I don't care how their day was. I don't care if they got family stuff. I don't care to train them. I want them to hit hundred calls a day. But I switched all that, we, we started pouring into them. So now a virtual assistant for me, once we find one that fits our criteria and, and it looks like it's gonna be a good fit, you know, they train for two weeks, paid two week training. They learn from my best guys, they get poured into. And then we still, every day at 10 a.m. I have a meeting. So it's a 45 minute meeting. I talk with everybody, I say, hey, you know, I set our expectations for the day, the goals I wanna hit, you know, I pump them up, almost like Wolf of Wall Street almost, you know, get in there and get hype. Uh, but then, you know, they're all very comfortable to hit me up and be say, boss, you know, my kid has a toothache. Can I take the rest of the day off? You know, humans I've I've made them feel comfortable with me. And like, I'll be honest. Like I see them in the chat, Like my my leadership roles in the virtual assistants are like, yo, we got to make Dawson proud of that. Like we got to get five contracts. Like, so it's trickled down from all my leadership roles, my core values because they want to be a part of the team. You know, they're excited. They're, they're excited to work for, for, you know, gna they're decided to to make me happy and make money while they're going so i pay them well you know i'm not i'm not cheap on that and i I incentivize them with bonuses and things like that so you know my two of my best guys they're in the philippines where an average salary is about a hundred dollars a week uh one guy made three grand last month you know because he's killing it he's locking up contracts left and right so like he's living a good life down there he has no reason to not push every day so that that's the biggest thing is trying to incentivize them and, and train them and treat them right
2: Mm. I love like everything you're doing like your leadership definitely speaks for itself like how you treat your employees and how you run your operation and with you being so young like where has this come from like what like how did you get to this point where you're able to think like this very like intelligent CEO
3: yeah I think honestly like I, it sounds really good when I talk but I definitely have struggles too right like I've, I've got it in my head but it's come from struggles right like you know I had, I had an employee steal from me in January. That that messed my mental up. I was like, damn, like, I bailed this dude out of jail when he got a DUI. Like, I, I did a lot for this dude. Gave him a car. I'm like, man, how could you steal from me, you know? And, and it was just realizing that everyone's human. We all have this competitive desire. Um, and, and really, in that time, I wanted to shut the office down and just run completely virtual and it'd just be me. But then I was, like, looking around. I'm like, I still have people that want to be on my team. Like, they, you know, like my... My other guy was pissed off that his dude stole from me. You know, he he basically escorted him out of the office in a very rough way. And I'm like, man, this guy wants to be on my team, right? So I it took a little bit of time and a, and some realization, some breakthroughs on my end of just like I have to be that leader because I was never that guy that wanted to like I was never a team captain on football or anything like that. I was never in a leadership role. I was always just someone that excelled in my own lane. But you know, it sounds corny, but those pump up meetings and stuff like that work. So you know. I took a lead from some books. I read books on it. I, I, I listened to podcasts like Ed Milan. And um, there's several pump up, you know, uh, David Goggins, the, the guy that runs all the time. He gets me pumped. I'm like, all right, I have to do this for my people. Like, because they clock in every day. Like, I got to make, I got to make it happen. And like, I wouldn't want to sit in the office and be like, yo, make your hundred calls and then, you know, fuck off. I, you you want to be part of something bigger. Everybody wants to, even me being an entrepreneur, I always like, especially coming up young in it. When I was start my own operation, I always kind of uh, navigated towards the, the older guys that, like, seemed like they were just that cool guy, you know, or, or that leadership role, that alpha male or, or alpha female, whatever. Um, but I was, like, I have to become that for my guys so that we can build bigger. And I, I just stopped looking at the money. I mean, we've, we've made a lot of money in the past 60, 90 days of the whole year. Um, uh, like, but I stopped looking at that. I started looking at, like, what is my, you know, my acquisition guys' goals? How can I make that happen? what do I have to do today to make it his best day at the office vice versa you know so um and when you pour into people like that it starts to click and you you know like I I mean I even made an Instagram story about it a couple days ago like I'm just grateful like I'm amazed like sometimes I walk down and get in my car and you know head to the gym or head to the office or get a like $90,000 check and I'm like damn like this is not normal and I'm so grateful for this and I think also when my gratitude pours down they're like damn like you know He's within his dream. We're living our dream. We're, we're all, when the system works, it's like, damn, it works. So, you know, I, I, this time last year, we went through a lot of transitions, and I think as a, any business in the first 10 years is going to do that. But, you know, there were some days it sucked. Like there were some days I was like, fuck this. I'm going to take the two, three hundred thousand dollars cash I have right now and go get get five percent returns and go work a job. You know, it happens. But that's a fleeting thought for 10 minutes, and you're like, nah. Like I love this life. Like this is. This is it, you know, we still put out fires every day, but it's what I'm addicted to. Mm,
1: that's real, man. And I think uh, just for an entrepreneur, I think the greatest attribute that they could have besides like the tactical, the tactical skills and thinking strategically mm-hmm. is getting people to buy into your vision, to see what you see and actually yep. lead them there and having them motivated so they want to follow you and what you're doing. I think that's one of the greatest skill sets that anybody could have because it's isn't measurable. You can't even quantify that. And some people, like, no matter how smart they might be or textbook or book smart, it's just nothing they can do to probably get that. Because that's something that you you can teach it, but some people just got it. They know how to to get the best out of people, bring the best out of people, how to motivate people and people buy into them. And that's a skill that I think you have. And it's
3: obvious it's working for you tenfold. Like, it's working. Yeah, and again, I've been blessed. I think um, another huge factor in that as well is is just having a passion or a dream like you know I I had that the car I got I'm going to talk about that a lot because it's so funny like I had that written in my office I'm going to own a 2017 Huracan or R8 by 20 like 2020 and it happens but I'm passionate about that like I was I was showing Brandon he's my like right-hand man I was like yo I'm gonna get this is the car like I'm gonna get it and two months later we bought it you know what I'm saying I went and bought it um so, but I speak about all that in the business, you know, 60 days ago, we weren't doing that many flips just because wholesale market was so good. We sat down. And I was like, nah, we're going to do 20 flips before December. And we just completed four. We have 15 that are going to be on the market in the next 60 days. And we're we buying two next week and three of the others. So we're doing it. You know what I'm saying? So we're, we're, but I'm, I'm so enthusiastic about that and passionate. Cause like, this is it. Like, I think I said that in my other podcast too, like I have no plan B. So we're going to ride this to the wheels fall off and I'm going to be passionate about it. Cause once you lose that passion, it's not, nobody wants to be a part of something that you're not, you're not enthusiastic about yourself. So, and I am truly. So I think that helps as
1: well. Definitely, man. And I, I wanted to talk about this for a second because for the people like they, they, they might hear your success. And they hear that you're 21 years old. They might think like, Oh man, he probably came up silver spoon and somebody gave trust fund kid. No way he can do this starting from, from uh ground zero or something i just want you to let people know like your background like where you came from because none of this was handed handed to you
3: yeah so i i think i said this on the instagram story too um you know three years ago i was i was still in college and and i was scrounging up money I, i was literally i gave blood um you know i was selling stuff i was anything i could do to make rent for the apartment i was in you know what i'm saying so um I, I came from literally, I'm not gonna say I came from nothing because my dad, you know, makes sixty-five thousand dollars a year, but he supports four kids and a stepmom. You know what I'm saying? We lived in a uh 850 square foot house, six of us. Um so I I was never, you know, no one's an entrepreneur in my, my family, you know. Everybody asked me, oh, who's in real estate? Your dad or your your grandma? I was like, nah, like I, I didn't even know about real estate until I was 18. You know, I didn't know anything about real estate. Um but what I did realize was everyone that I aspired to be like, everyone on YouTube with the car collections, with the, the clothes and stuff like that, especially back then, five, six years ago, was in real estate somehow. They might not have started in real estate, but they ended up in real estate. So they might've got their money from tech, but they transferred it to real estate. So what I realized was like, okay, real estate, where I need to be, why, why try to find some other vehicle when I know I'm going to end up in real estate, so I'm going to just go balls on the wall. Um, you know, I started my wholesale company in May, uh, like 2017, in my dorm room, it was me and I hired my roommate to cold call. We were cold calling in a dorm room when everybody was out in parties. We were, you know, talking to sellers getting cussed out at, you know, seven o'clock trying to make a deal work. And I didn't get a deal for the first six months. And then my first deal was like 1800 bucks. And I just poured that into the business. And I've always like, and I'm sure I've said this in, in any other atmosphere, like I will go broke trying to build a business. Like everything that I've got, everything I've, I've earned, I'll sell it to keep the business alive. And that's how I, I took the business mindset when I was starting too. I was like, if I made a hundred dollars, I put that hundred dollars right back in the business. Sometimes I didn't eat, you know? So um, I did whatever it took. And I, I didn't know why at the time. I just knew that, I didn't even know I was gonna be this successful, you know? And that's another thing you look back on. You're like, damn, like Dawson in the dorm room, didn't, he thought $5,000 a month was crazy. And now your, your money tolerance is different, your success tolerance is different. And, and that's why another thing we talked about earlier, it's like getting complacent, it's very easy, uh, especially when you didn't come from anything. Um, I pulled up on my dad in my car and, and you know, uh, I was able to pay my, my grandparents mortgage off not too long ago. And like, they, they don't get it, you know? He regularly asked me what drug I'm selling. Just joking around probably, but maybe not. You know what I'm saying? So it's, uh, it's been crazy.
1: Hey Amen. That's a, that's that's hilarious. But I think I think something that's very interesting that you just said, and I think that's like really a gem. And I don't if I don't know if people caught it or not, and when you were talking about raising like your tolerance level, because at the end of the day, money is subjective to it's just subjective. And but the thing is, if you raise your standards and you create a standard for yourself, it's like you and you don't accept anything less. You're going to look at things differently, especially money. Because like you said, you might look at $5,000 a month. If you don't got it, you might say, man, that's a lot of money because you have low standards. But if you have yep. a standard of I need 20, 25, 25000 30000 40000 every single month and you create that standard, when you have those 15, dollars $20,000 a month, for most Picture people, like, right, most people would be like, man, you killing it. And you like, nah, I, need, I know I could do way better. This is not my standard. So I think yep. like that's the first step for people. That want to change their situation is they gotta change their standard themselves. I agree. What they expect from themselves.
3: Yeah, and and, and sometimes it's, it's as you know simple. I think I'm just now getting better at doing this too. Is like changing your surroundings, changing your environment. Like uh, not going to McDonald's and eating it. No, cooking a home prep meal might be a little more expensive. Maybe it's not, but like you know, regularly when you start making a little bit of money, enjoying that money just a little bit to want more. You know, go to that steakhouse, go to that Capital Grill, go to that Del Frisco's, yeah. whatever have a nice $100 steak because you can. And then it becomes, uh, not, not necessarily it has to, but it becomes regular. And you're like, ah, oh, you know, that's cool. But it's not a big flex no more. You know, maybe yep. the first time you put it on Instagram, now you're like, nah, they know my order. I'm good. Like, I'm just gonna <clears throat> enjoy my food. You know, I'm enjoying yep. it because I like it. Yep. Um. So raising that tolerance. And it, it is like, we've had months where, you know, I, I even since last year, I was very used to six figure months. You know, it happened six, seven, eight times in a month or in a year. You're like, yeah, this is regular. So when we have an $80,000 a month, I'm like, yo, like, hold on, let's rework this. Let's get the whiteboard out. Something's wrong, you know, and that, that, uh, you can't fail when you constantly expect better of yourself and the people around you. That's
1: exactly, that's a bar, man. And uh, I
3: want to talk about,
1: cause this is something that we talked about uh, privately a while ago is, uh, Amazon automation. Cause this is something that a lot of people, they're not aware of but then like, are we kind of, it's mm-hmm. kind of getting popular
3: right now. So do you mind like going, going into that? Yeah. So, um, obviously real estate was my first true passion and everything like that but I, as i've gotten uh, a little bit more money i've realized i need diversify. so obviously i'm in some other stuff as well um and i think even on november i owned a couple businesses now i own 10 um and three of those are amazon automation companies uh i had no idea what it was december of last year but i saw people making a lot of money in it and i saw the economic shift of people saying now fuck." am i not- I'm going to Walmart to pick this up. I'm gonna get it promed. It'll be here tomorrow at 9 a.m. So I saw my family, my people I know, my friends, my girlfriend. Everybody was ordering off Amazon. I'm like, all right. I'm hearing about this. My buddies are investing in it. Why am I not? So I uh, started that like January of last year or this year. Um, and, and basically, what I what we do uh, is a lot of different uh, models for this, but we are drop shipping. So you know, you toothbrush at Walmart might be a dollar. We sell it on Amazon for a dollar fifty. We make that margin. Um, it's basically, you know, it's not risk free. Obviously there's some startup costs and you hire virtual assistants and things like that. But the product, you're not holding product. That was the scariest thing. thing is like, you know, the fidget spinners were a huge thing. And I was like, I didn't want to be the guy that bought them last minute, filled a warehouse full of them and sold two, you know, that you lose money on product costs. So with drop shipping, you're not actually buying it until you're in consumer buys it. So a lot like wholesaling, you know, you're just making that small margin um, and we've been able to scale it. I, I, it's not just me. I've got a, a buddy of mine who's actually running that side of the business. Um, I've got four stores. He's got like eight. And then we're managing some client stores, uh, just, you know, family, friends that wanted to invest in it. Uh, you know, we were paying the big names, but realized we could do it a little bit better uh, with the systemization from the virtual assistants in real estate. Uh, and, and it's really good it's passive income. It works for a lot of people. It's not um, an end-all be-all, you know, it's, it's more passive It took all my stores about six months of making a couple grand in passive income to really start hitting. But, you know, I think August was one of my best months. I made like 30 grand on the store, you know, profit after everything was said and done, um, which is nice. You know, it's supplemental income and that that's being invested right back into another business or in stocks or rentals for me. So um, it's been really, really big blessing. I I wanted to start taking risks this year and we did. And, um, you know, that's been a positive win. Uh, And and it's something that you don't have to, I'll say this too, because I think we have a lot of people that watch that are like, okay, great, Dawson paid for this to get started. It was great for me to do that because I had the disposable income. I could take 40 grand and get it started today. But you can look up what dropshipping is and you can start your own Amazon dropshipping store from Google. So when we started managing clients, I taught myself what dropshipping was what you know, what the business was and I could go start a store today. Now I chose not to because I, we have a system in place, but you could. So it's something that takes little to no money. Um, I think an Amazon store costs like 25 bucks a month to have the Amazon seller account. And then you, you, know, you do your own copywriting, your own ads and you follow all the regulations, you can start selling stuff. You just gotta find stuff that's priced right at different suppliers and uh, do it. Um, so it's something you can start with little to no money as a little side gig, I've got buddies that have done it. You know, they, they're like, Hey, I'm gonna try it on my own before I buy. And they did, they started their own store and they end up buying another one from us because they can start a lot quicker, but they did it. And, um, it works. Obviously you're starting a new business. So consult your CPA and all your advisors and we're not giving legal advice, but, um, it's something you can do. So it was cool. Um, it's still doing really well. And it was just something like a, a little passion project of mine, I was like, you know, let's get this internet money. Cause everybody talked about it. So I was like, I'm gonna actually try to make some actual internet money. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's crazy. Cause like, I was actually talking to a friend of mine recently and he was, they were saying how like, it took, it take about like 30 grand to start an Amazon
3: store and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I didn't know you could go like a cheaper route. Yeah, so I mean, you like the big benefits of, of paying any provider, right? Whether it be my company, um, there's, there's huge, there's guys in the real estate industry that have went to that, you know, um, is they have the back end, right? They have people that are constantly searching the products to put the most successful products online. They're probably getting you a stealth store, which is what I would recommend, which is a store. It was probably an FBA or an old drop shipping store. It was two to three years old. So that way you're not limited. You know, if you start a brand new store today, you're on basically a full year, of amazon being on you like on your back all the time making sure because at the end of the day amazon wants to protect their sellers or their buyers so you know there's benefits of paying for someone else's knowledge that's just like mentorship or anything like that you can you can but obviously you know you can pay a mentor to teach you real estate or you could go do it yourself you're gonna you're, it's the learning curve it's even cost you money or time and some people have more of, a, of either one of those
2: Which, uh... As far as the store, which products have you found to be the most successful
3: with your stores? So we we have a virtual assistant for each store that constantly search what's selling popular. Um, so we all of my stores are what's called general stores. We don't do niche stores where it's selling one item or, or a, a category of items. We do anything like um in June and July we are selling a bunch of like two thousand dollar pools. People are buying their above ground pools from us, <laughs> and we are getting them for like eight hundred bucks and selling them for twenty five hundred dollars on Amazon. Um, but you know, like, actually I can tell you, we, we, uh, cause I got one on my phone that gives me things. So right now I just sold a fuel performance deluxe power cage. I have no idea what that is. It's probably something for a car, but we just sold one, you know? So I'm able to see that and we'll sell kitty litter. Um, just anything. It's just general stuff. And that's because it's a lot more volume. You know, we not, we might not make huge licks by selling niche products, but we'll sell a thousand toothbrushes in three days and make a 50 cent markup. So you're still making money. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're all general stores. And again, if I was gonna relay, you know, advice to anybody wanting wanted to start, I would go a general store because again, that's with drop shipping. There's millions of ways to make money on Amazon. You can do private label where you create your own product. Uh, like people with the uh, Blu-ray glasses that were like helping for blue light, you know, that was what's called private label. They came up, they did the R and D, the design, they bought inventory and sold it through advertising but that's again that takes years so i wanted something like i could start making money asap and drop shipping general products is, is uh one of the best ways to go mm-hmm. and i want to
1: ask you about the uh the digital marketing but before we go there uh when we had you on the first episode when we asked you how many units you had, i can't remember what the number was do you remember I-,
3: I think i was either 40 37 40 something like that 37 or 40. Oh, I don't remember how many how many are you at now we just cr- cracked 130 so really? yeah I bought um we, we mine apartment complexes and, and actually I sold a lot of the single family homes that I had so we're we're doing apartment complexes 10 to 30 units and duplex quads so no single families for me right now I still have some obviously from I've, and I'll accumulate them like I bought one uh, two weeks ago but it was like I paid 22 for it it rents for a thousand dollars a month and it has tenant it occupied that's a dummy move, you know, like you make a $1,000 a month off a $22,000 investment. So, um, but yeah, so we like 130, I think last time I checked is like 131, 132. So we're, we're booming. Um, and only because I just needed a a tax shelter, uh, and we're, we're buying in areas where we can do, you know, two, two and a half percent, um, in rental returns. Mm, mm,
1: Okay. Okay. Are Um, you buying, are you buying, like across the, across the country or you focus on
3: a specific, specific markets? So I'll buy for fixed flips or rentals, um, Texas, Atlanta, or Georgia as a whole, but I'm kind of picky about Georgia. Nashville, Tennessee, um, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee, you know, Brandon's down there. Um, I'll do North Carolina, Virginia, and South Carolina. So that's, that's where I own units right now or am looking to own units. We're doing two flips in uh, Louisville, Texas um so I'll do it but primarily I'm trying to stay close to home I have a good market here where you can get two percent pretty easily and I can put one management company in charge of like a 50 mile radius so it works for me um but I'll probably you know depend on the next couple months and and uh how everything of this year kind of lays out we're going to start collateralizing our properties I'm going to start collateralizing them with a large bank and buy 100 unit plus in the next year so my goal is to take the 130 say hey I own 50% of this loan to value, collateralize it, take it to 90% and let me buy this 200 unit mm-hmm. in Miami or wherever. Um, so that that's kind of where I'm I'm starting to uh, start transitioning. I want, you know, one big unit paying me two, $300,000 mo- a year, a month, whatever. <laughs> yeah.
2: And, uh, I remember on the last episode, we were, you said you were getting into the development side of things. So as far as your operation today, how's that been going for you?
3: Yeah, so development is tricky. Um, and I'll be the first to admit it is not easy. There's a lot of guys getting into it right now. Um, we, I did, we're, we're breaking ground on a project in Charleston. It's going to be like 600 uh, doors. And we, we end up, it's, it's taking like eight months to get rolling. I, we may have been working on that in November, like locking the land up of last year. Um, but it's really a like, unfortunately, it's like a who you know game. And, and it's like the good old boy network, you know? So like, they don't want to sell land unless, they know your family, they don't want to lock it up and they don't want to, you know, uh, invest with you. So um, it's definitely difficult. Uh, what we found the bo- most productive and profitable is finding the land, locking it up and getting it entitled and things like that. So putting the plans in place to, uh, you know, have uh, the city or the county approve that type of structure and then getting it to where they almost break ground and put, you know, like your utilities and then we'll sell it off to a builder say, hey, here's a turnkey property. It's already approved you know pay us 200 grand more than what we got in it that that's an easier way and but it, it's not really like a team we just you know if my guys find an opportunity I i kind of am still running that part of the business um but as far as you know locking the land up and building 100 million dollar assets it's definitely like you know we've I've got some guys in new york that are now looking at the fun stuff that i've done but it's really been a like uh for lack of a better word, kiss and ass game, you know, it's going up there once a month and having dinner with them and saying, hey, let's roll on this and, and they don't move fast, you know, so I'm coming from a business where fixing and flipping a wholesale is done. You were buying stuff in two weeks. They go through a, a huge process because there's so much more capital at, at, at stake. So, uh, it's been a very fun ride um, and we've done a couple small deals where I've made money, um, but it's definitely a learning curve and, and trying to get in those rooms with the right people, you know, you get in the room with the right guy, he can call his dad and be like, yo, dad." You know, his dad manages the REIT. They're like, Dad, we need $10 million to, you know, handle the gap between your senior debt, which covers typically 70%, 75% of it, and the mezzanine finance, and which is your equity piece. You know, that 20%, 25%, 30% piece. You get that guy, he calls his dad, he writes you a check, you're good to go. But unfortunately, from my background, I wasn't playing golf at, at 13 with the kids that have that that type of, uh, right. you know, uh, right. that structure. So I'm, I'm trying to break into that area, you know. Um, but it's been fun. It's been exciting it's just a one man like my god fondant i'm i'm working it or uh you know other wholesalers flippers buddies of mine will say hey i got some land in nashville can we do something with it so it's been uh exciting for sure
2: something else i want to ask you so you're in development you're wholesaling doing fixed flips and you have rental properties on top of about other like bunch of different businesses do you feel like all of these different things get overwhelming to you
3: Oh, for sure. Right, like once a week, I, I like once a week I'll sit at the office and be like, "Damn, what the fuck." Um, but it's business. Uh, I think right now we're really going heavy in flips and wholesaling. Rentals are just if they're a stupid deal, um, it comes in. Most of my other businesses are fully, you know, I was an angel investor or uh, came in and put some systems in place. So I bought a uh, a buddy's detailing company. Right, he details cars. He was a one man show. I came in, hired 10 employees and bought four vans. And now, you know, he's going from making 20 grand a month. He's making 100, 150 because we got dealer accounts. But I don't do anything. I just check in with them. And, you know, our bookkeeper emails both of us and said, hey, we spent more money on soap than we should have this month. Um, but for the most part, I'm, I'm really in the day-to-day of the real estate. Everything else, I've been very fortunate to find strategic partners. I think I talked about that on my last pod- podcast. I'm, I'm very, very big on strategic partnerships where I can make money and they can make money Um, A lot of people, which I think is one thing that I'll be kind of cocky and say, I'm blessed with knowing how to run a business just from either experience or just that mental know-how. A lot of people have a huge passion, but it's hard for them to sit down and have the hard conversations of like, hey, where am I messing up at? They'd rather wash 100 cars a month hand by themselves than give away that that role and say, hey, let me hire someone for $15 an hour to wash 100 cars a month. And then let me multiply that by 10 employees. So, uh, I enjoy that part of the business. But, um, yeah, we, it's been stressful at times. I mean, I'm, I'm getting into more traveling, like, for relaxation. Like, you know, I went to Denver for a couple of days because I needed it uh, when big breakthroughs happened and things like that. But, you know, it again, it's something I'm addicted to. So, I'm not uh, ever going to be complaining about, you know, being a little stressed from the things I put on my plate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I got – only got a couple more questions, and I, one question I got is very random, but I want to ask because I like asking like scenario questions. And me and uh, my my family members, my brother, we was just arguing about this recently, and we said he was like, Would you go to jail for five years if you knew you was gonna get come home to a billion dollars? And I said no. And he was <laughs> like, What? He's like, You tripping, man. Hi. he he's like, five years, you just like a bill a billion. I'm like, bro, I was like, first of all. I ain't saying you could probably be gonna make a billion within them five years, but you could still make money. And while you out, it might not be a billion, but you could still make money. You don't need to go to jail. I'm like, I know a billion a lot, but that time ain't no money worth your time. Like you ain't never getting that time back. But I want to ask you,
3: in your opinion, would you would you do it? I think I, I think I could see where your brothers coming from, but my biggest thing is I think now, and I'm sure you're at this point too. Money's not a huge motivator for me. Lifestyle and happiness is a I huge motivator was- for me unfortunately i'm six foot tall but i'm about 160 pounds so i know what would happen to me in prison and i'm not trying to do that you know what i'm saying like i'm i'm happy i i'm good with the money i make um and then i would say like again it's like uh nah i'm good like i wouldn't do that i can see how somebody will want to um but nah i know that shit 10 million 100x you 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 make a million this year in five years you keep 100x in that you got a billion pretty soon um and then I think people's money tolerance, I wouldn't know what to do with a billion dollars. You know, I don't, I would I probably could find something, but I wouldn't know what to do if you handed me a bag of a of, uh, billion dollars or put it that into my account and I've been in prison for five years. You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> I I'll probably... Cool yeah i probably spend a lot of the money at the local bar or strip club because I've been yeah i'd be in the brand new everything i'd say give me one of each and then i'd have no money so uh no nah, i i'm i'm a big thing too and i think this is something i'm very grateful for or blessed i've been enjoying my own journey mm. you know there, there's someone my age doing 10 times better than me there's someone older younger whatever there's a kid on youtube that's 16 that's probably making billions of dollars But I'm enjoying my journey. I'm enjoying the the progresses, the wins and the losses of what I'm doing. And I wouldn't, I don't want a meal ticket anymore. Like growing up, I would have been, hell yeah, give me that billion dollars. But now I'm like, nah, I want to make my own billion and say I did it with no help. Nobody handed me a duffel bag.
1: Man, I'm with you, bro. Cause I feel like
3: this, this this is the funnest part to me. That's why
1: I wouldn't want to skip no skip no years or skip no steps. Cause I think the journey is 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 what makes it. Like I obviously yeah. the rewards, the the uh the financial rewards and all that is great. But the actual process and then seeing process knowing like at this year I was here. Now yeah. I'm here. Like damn, next year or the years after I'm gonna be here. That journey is like, you know what I'm saying? That's that's the best part of all this.
3: And and I think it's the true key to your success because, okay, let's say you get 10 years from now, you've amassed a billion dollars, you lose it all, you have that 10 years of experience, you're not going to make the same mistakes 21-year-old Xavier would have made because you've exactly. learned so much. So exactly. you need that, you, you know, because I know, like, today, if I lost it all, I can make it back a lot quicker than 18-year-old or, or 17-year-old Dawson who was working the Sheets, you know, he was making $300 a week. Yep. So, yeah. That's, that's right. Yeah, let's, uh, the digital,
1: digital marketing agency, you starting that, why, why is that something that you're starting now?
3: Yeah, so um, I, I was, and I'm really partnering up with the guy that's killing it out of uh, Atlanta. He's, he's looking for a, a little bit different direction. And I, I have uh, been using him for my Facebook and PPC ads. Um, and we're gonna start doing some stuff together just because it's been such a large, uh, it wasn't last year, but now it's such a huge thing in my business. We we're making the most money off Facebook and PPC. And what I found out was when I was looking for guys to manage that, because I honestly, I didn't have any interest nor the ability. I know what I'm good at. And that wasn't what I was good at in running Facebook and targeted ads and like that. And every time I was finding someone, they were either selling me a dream saying, nah, man, $500 budget a month. We got you. You're going to make 20 deals. And, or, you know, and then their management, he was 500 bucks for so like that fucking thousand dollars. I can do this. Or they were trying to hit me over the head with like $5,000 a month marketing budget in a $5,000 management fee. So it just wasn't lucrative for me. It wasn't copacetic. So I started, I found this guy you know, he started managing my stuff. Uh, I realized he was a little bit more than what the average guy that would just sell me a dream, but we got results, you know, and he's trying to take the real estate market you know, he wants to run that. So I was like, all right, let's do something together because I have guys that want to have good Facebook ads and PPC ads and SEO stuff but we don't know who to go to because we know brick and mortar stuff. We know how to flip houses. We know how to look at performance, but I didn't know like target audiences using IP addresses, stuff like that. So I was like, all right, we can do something together. Again, another strategic partnership um, because you know, I'm not really in the teaching game or anything like that, but I'll have buddies be like, man, like I'm getting ripped off by this PPC or this, this agency and maybe they are, but maybe they're not because they didn't have realistic expectations. You know, they think they pro- post up a We Buy House's Facebook ad and they're supposed to have 10 de- deals next week. But, you know, they, the agency guys don't understand the real estate market. So like they may understand like buying a product. You know, they can do an ad for buying a product but they don't understand the nurturing and the follow-up that requires from a lead like that. So I was like, okay, we can kind of pair together, create realistic expectations and not sell these people a dream nor tell them like, Oh, no, nah, any budget's fine. If you can only do a hundred bucks a month in Facebook ads, you're going to make a hundred grand a year in Facebook and you're not. So setting those realistic, realistic expectations so that people can see, succeed. Um, and obviously, you know, help, helping my company grow as well by, by having that next brand, you know, like one stop shop, call me, I'll get you hooked up with some digital marketing that's actually going to work, you know? So again, I'm big on business name and my personal name in, in any aspect so i want people to be able to use something that i personally use um to get similar results and you know be able to hear from someone that's actually doing it not someone that does one wholesale deal a month and then sells a course or you know sells his agency someone that's actually got HUDs every day so mm-hmm. mm, i love it i love it this,
1: facebook this, is a gym. it's a gem and, this, and, oh, for and sure. this this is my final question because i know you got a phone call and we could uh, make this quick so for the person that's listening to this I always like to reach the people that's that, that's that's hearing episodes like this, and they're like, "Man, they're in a position where they might not see no way out of, it and they want to do bigger things." So, for the for the person that might have been in a position you was in a couple of years ago, and you didn't really know nothing about real estate or business, what's the best piece of advice you can give them right
3: now that they could they could use right now to make their situation better? I think that's am probably gonna be the same thing I said last time: "Fell forward and get started." There's literally. If you're not wholesaling, you can bird dog. You can drive for dollars for another company. You can do something to generate revenue to get your feet wet. Um, I'm huge on that. You know, study a little bit. Obviously, Google, YouTube, Facebook, this podcast. I'm sure there's some other people that talk wholesaling. I talked wholesaling last time. Get in there, but get started because every day that you don't start is another day you could look back and be like, damn, I started that day and I'm a millionaire now. Rather than, Damn, because I wish I'd have started at 15. I'm sure some kid has started yeah. at 15 and had his pop signing contract. So I wish I would have every day. And, and then once you make the money, you realize that lifestyle and time is all you really care about. Because I, I want more time on this earth. I want more time to build my legacy. And I wish I wouldn't have been bullshit, even for the short amount of time <laughs> I was.
1: Hey, that's, that's game right there, man. And we just want to say, bro, you already know how much me and Deanna appreciate you, how much we rocking with you, man. Every time you come on here, we love how you on, man. And I said the first time, like, you're going to be one of those people we keep bringing back because you're so <laughs> yeah. young and you got immediate you got information that people could use. But before we let you go, do you mind plugging in all your stuff where
3: people can find you, follow you, everything? Yep. So uh, official underscore Dawson Gant um, is my Instagram. I think Twitter is just Dawson Gant. Um, I'm on both of those platforms pretty regularly. I'm speaking in an event called uh, cut the cap on the 29th in Atlanta. I think it's like $10 to get in. It's a big, uh, bunch of guys. guys from got some Amazon guys, just in entrepreneurs, there's like five guys talking. So I'm going to give my story, get some more practical stuff there on the 29th of this month in Atlanta. Um, You know, I'm available via Instagram, Twitter, uh, and that's about it. I don't do any uh, mentorship right now. I did last year, but I'm focusing on my businesses right now. Um, and yeah, that's it. Look out for my marketing agency very soon. We're going to be releasing that for other investors. Um, but other than that, yeah, I'm just a DM away. I'm, I'm probably, I pride myself on being available when I can. Um, so somebody can be like, nah, Dolphins said he's available. He didn't reply in five minutes. I will reply. It just takes me a little bit of time. <laughs> but but I, I definitely try to help.
1: Definitely, man. That's all we got for you, bro. Appreciate you for coming Thank on, you. man. And uh, for those who don't know, you can find me, and follow me on Instagram at Xavier C. Miller. You can follow the podcast at In Mindsets Pod. And what's your info?
2: You can follow me on Instagram at Deanna Kent and Twitter is Deanna S. Kent. And you can follow the Parkville Capital Instagram page at Parkville Capital.
1: And that's all we have for y'all. Appreciate y'all tuning to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. See you guys next episode. Peace.
0: Turn me up some. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars If you ain't gon' do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Tryna learn some game, Xavier gon' talk about it Know Deanna, speak that shit that everybody voucher Ain't no more excuses, valid Get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant I study millionaires cause I was born a visionary You still believe in limitations, why you acting scary? You can't distract me from the paper, I've been Chasing greatness, I'm stacking now and balling later In the conversation, we strategizing, monetizing Piling up investments, and sacrificing Temporary for bigger blessings Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state I multiply my grand rate, and I match the way I vibrate Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it No, Deanna, speak the that sh that everybody vouching Ain't no more excuses, valid Get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant